I know a thing or two about groceries and how to really save money and get the most bang for your buck. But what we normally don't talk about are those hacks or those saving tactics that may be a little overrated. Today, we're gonna talk about some of those because I think it's important that you recognize when something is overrated and may be taking more time and is just not worth the money. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. I'm super excited to talk about this concept because food cost is second to housing as far as the highest monthly expense in an average household in the U.S. And for good reason, I spend a lot of time concentrating on making sure that you have all of the tools and the strategies you need to create systems around your grocery shopping so that you are saving the most amount that you possibly can. But here's the thing. I have tried every single tactic or at least almost every single tactic. And there are some that work really well and others that work okay, but they're not worth my time. And I wanna share them with you today because I think there's a big difference between optimizing the way that you shop so that you can get the most bang for your buck and wasting time on things that are really not making that big of an impact on your grocery bill. The first one is, and you're probably gonna hate me for saying this, coupons. I have heard time and time again People who say, well, I don't have time to save on my groceries. I don't have time to clip coupons. You don't have to clip coupons in order for you to save a great amount of money on your grocery bill. In fact, you can completely eliminate coupons from your life and still save money on your groceries. It's kind of crazy because the first thing people think of when they want to save on their grocery bill is that somehow they're gonna have to go and get their Sunday paper or they're gonna have to go online and get coupons. And it's simply not the case. You do not need to have coupons in order for you to save well on your grocery budget. It's also this idea that coupons are directly associated with extreme couponing and those shows that you see on TV. This idea that you have to have a coupon in order for you to save money can really hinder your ability to save money. Here's why. A lot of people think that if you have a coupon for something and it happens to go on sale that you should buy it because it's a good deal. But if it's not something that you currently buy anyway, then you're not saving money. In fact, you're paying money that you wouldn't have otherwise paid if there were no coupon to begin with. So the ability to recognize what you actually need versus what's on sale is critical for you to make sure that you are controlling the amount that you're spending on your groceries. Couponing also associates with extreme stockpiling. I am a huge proponent of someone stockpiling on things that they use on a regular basis just long enough until the next sale comes so that you are constantly buying below retail prices. However, when it comes to couponing, sometimes the idea that you have an extreme sale, an extreme discount can cause you to actually spend more because you want to pick up more of that item to save for the times that you don't have a sale. Here's the thing, sales are cyclical, meaning that they come every three to six weeks and almost always you'll find those same items show up on another weekly ad. 
The idea is to stock up enough until the next sale comes, not to stock up for the next seven years. And I know, I'm exaggerating it a little bit, but these extreme couponing situations can sometimes make us hoard items that we don't need or we don't need that much of. Now that we know coupons is my number one overrated hack, let's talk about number two, Dollar Tree groceries. Please don't hate me when I say this because I get this hate all of the time. Gina, you don't know what you're talking about. You're completely tone deaf to the idea that people can't afford regular groceries and they need to go to the Dollar Tree for their groceries. By my statement, I am not saying that the Dollar Tree isn't a place where you could go to get groceries. What I am saying is that the Dollar Tree more than likely will not have groceries that are cheaper than if you get them from the grocery store with a strategy in mind. It's all about the strategy that you're using. So let's talk about the Dollar Tree groceries. Everything there is a dollar and it seems like it's a great deal. However, the missed point here is unit price. I see sometimes ribeye steak at the Dollar Tree for a dollar and you think, oh my gosh, ribeye steak, that is amazing. You're paying about a dollar for four ounces of steak. But let's think about this for a second because it does sound like it's a great deal. Here are a couple of things I want you to keep in mind. First thing is the Dollar Tree meat that is purchased has a lot of inedible fat. That's not taken into account when you're looking at price. And the second thing is that you can get a full pound ribeye steak for $4.99, at least in LA the last time I checked, every six to eight weeks. And you have more choice to the quality of the cut of meat that you're getting. So you can choose a more leaner ribeye steak than one that has more fat on it. This is just one example of the difference between buying it at the Dollar Tree and buying it at your local grocery store. So it's not always about the price. You can put the same idea when it comes to the vegetables that are offered at the Dollar Tree or even the snack items. Almost always you will find less quantity for that dollar price point. Whereas you can probably get a lot of those things less than a dollar for a full pound. I'm going to give you an example. Aldi just opened near us and I find a full bag of two pounds of carrots, full-sized carrots, for sometimes 80 cents. And if you go to the Dollar Tree, you'll find half a pound of full-size carrots for a dollar. It might seem at first that that's a great deal until you know the price that Aldi has. So be mindful of not only the price that you're paying, but also the quantity and the quality of the product that you're purchasing. Number three, cash back apps. I know, I know, these seem like they're very convenient. All you have to do is scan your receipt and you're going to be getting cash back for things you were already going to purchase, right? Yeah, no, I know. I have tried them several times and they always prove to be such an inconvenience to the point that I fall off the routine of making them part of my daily habits. It just doesn't stick. And because of that reason, I feel like they're a little overrated. Don't get me wrong. If this is something that was easily implemented into your routine, then keep going. But for me personally, I feel like it just doesn't fit with my lifestyle and I cannot remember for the life of me to actually scan in those receipts to the point where I honestly don't remember to even scan the receipts until I get an email from the app reminding me to do it. And for that reason, I feel like it's overrated. 
Now that doesn't mean that I'm going to completely eliminate the use of shopping and cashback apps in my routine. It just means that I'm going to be using them less for my groceries. I do, however, love the Rakuten app for online shopping for things like clothing or going on the Amazon store or online regular shopping outside of groceries. But as far as groceries are concerned, I feel like the cashback apps like Ibotta and Fetch Rewards are great, but they are completely overrated in my book because I cannot for the life of me implement them on a regular basis. Number four, this is going to sound so strange, but fresh vegetables. You're thinking, what? You're actually telling me not to buy fresh vegetables? I have always been a strong proponent that when you go to the grocery store, that you shop the perimeter of the grocery store and not the inner aisles for the reason that fresh produce and fresh dairy and meat always tend to be cheaper than the processed counterparts. But here's the one exception to that rule. Frozen vegetables. Frozen vegetables are God's gift to my budget because honestly, they have saved me in so many ways. How many times have you purchased some fresh vegetables that you had every intention of cooking? You get home, life gets busy, the week goes by, and then you realize, oh no, there's a whole bunch of broccoli in there that just went bad and it goes directly into the trash. It's frustrating and that happened to me several times until I started to realize that buying frozen vegetables in the bag are a game changer. For one, they're frozen at the peak of their freshness. Number two, they're waiting for you, which means you never have to feel rushed to use a frozen vegetable because it could sit in your freezer for months and you can use it when you need to. And I love on-demand systems like that because it makes it easy for you to save money and not waste any food in the process. When I buy my onions, if you came here from TikTok, you probably already know, I like to chop them when I come home from the store. I put them in a food processor and I get them all chopped up. Then I put them in baggies and I file them into my freezer. It makes it so much easier to know that my onions are already chopped and ready for me when I need them. I do the same thing with my garlic. Sometimes I freeze it, but a lot of times I keep it in my fridge because we use a lot of garlic in this house. I love the idea of having things ready to go in your freezer for when you're ready to cook. So for me, fresh veggies are not the way. Unless it's something that I need for a salad like cucumbers or tomatoes, any type of veggies that I'm going to cook with, I would rather have them frozen so that I'm not in a rush to cook them. Instead, they are there for me on demand when I need them to be. And number five, and the last one we're gonna talk about is convenience and processed foods. I get it. Processed foods are cheap, but they're also cheaply made. And for that reason, I feel like they're overrated. A prime example is ramen noodles. How many college students eat ramen noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it seems like it's a really cheap option? And I'm not here to say it's not cheap. It is. It's very affordable. But here's the thing. If you're feeding a family, did you know that you can just get one pound of pasta, which equals about four of those packs, maybe even five, and it would be like 80 cents if you bought your pasta on sale. And the broth is super simple to imitate. Just get beef or chicken bouillon, and there you go. You've got your broth. And if you add some of those frozen vegetables we talked about, then you've got a really good meal on a small, tiny budget. 
I'm not against actually getting the ramen noodles and I'm not against you picking convenience foods. What I am trying to do is open up your mind to the possibilities that you can make a lot of these things with better ingredients, less of the processed foods, and still be able to have a great budget-friendly meal. All in all, I am not here to hate on any of these strategies. I know that some of these strategies are effective in saving money on your groceries. What I am saying is that some of these methods sometimes make you feel intimidated, especially if you're new with saving money on your groceries. And so I wanted to demystify them and let you know that these are not the only ways that you can save money on your groceries. So if you're a beginner and you're feeling kind of intimidated by these strategies and you're not really sure where to start, here are a few tips that will help you change your grocery shopping game. Number one is to check your weekly ads. By taking five minutes per week to check your local grocery ads, you'll be able to see what's on sale. Number two is to check your stockpile. What do you currently have on hand that needs to be used up and can supplement a meal? Next, you want to create your shopping list based on what you have on sale and what you have on hand. Those two together will help you make a meal plan that is budget-friendly, family-friendly, and will give you the most bang for your buck. Here's another trick. If you are like me and don't really like to be in the kitchen that often, think about batch cooking. It's something that you do once a week where you cook several meals at a time and they're ready to go when you need them most. I love to do this and throw in bakes or casseroles in the freezer so that I have them on hand when I don't feel like cooking, which happens to be twice or three times a week. So if you do this and you plan ahead, you can actually save money reduce food waste, and create really delicious family meals that are enjoyable and that become a staple in your home. If you're looking to implement new strategies to save money on your groceries, I've got you covered. In the show notes, you'll find a link to all of the money resources that we have so that you can start implementing some of these strategies and start saving money today. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.